Welcome to Creating Lifestyles and Building Legacies with John Balserac. John has been in the financial services industry for over 20 years and has dedicated his business career to helping families accomplish their financial goals by focusing on their core values, which involve balance and clarity of all four asset classes, financial, intellectual, social, and human. Contact John Balserac at 888-949-7475 or on the web at a4wealth.com. That's the letter A, the number four, wealth.com. And now here's John to help you create lifestyles and build legacies. And welcome back to another show of Creating Lifestyles and Building Legacies. I'm your host, John Balserac with A4 Wealth Advisors and my wonderful, great co-host, Tony Shore from the great state of Minnesota. Well, thank you so much, John. It's great to be here on the show. Thanks for having me on once again. I'm honored to be here. It's always fun. I always learn something and I know uh, that, uh, you know, it's football season and usually I'm excited by that, but... uh, my team, the Vikes, you know, are, we talk about the Minnesota yep, Vikings, even we though we're here in North Carolina. Wow, they're having a tough season. They are. They are. The, the Panthers uh, have had two ugly wins and one good win against yeah. the Patriots. But yeah. uh, we'll see. We'll see how the season plays out. Today is a unique show because I have the privilege of actually looking at Tony Short today. Yeah. Because I'm up here in Minnesota doing the show live with you today. And uh, what's great is we have a very special show for our listeners today. We actually have the chief investment officer from Graded Investments, Wayne Schmidt, and he is going to be giving us some market updates, which is the the key topics for today's show. Awesome. Wow. Wayne Schmidt himself, the chief financial officer of Gradient. Yeah, no. (laughs) I can't believe it. Yeah, well, I'm here in person, and Uh, uh, great to be here with both of you. Well, John, you always get the A-list guests. When you have guests on, wow. I try to. I try to. Yeah, but, you know, Wayne's been the chief investment officer at Graded Now for nine years, and, uh, you know, I I can say that when we first started working and partnering with Graded Investments about nine years ago, uh, we've done a lot of work together. They've done a, a phenomenal job for all the listeners out there. And I thought that today would be a great topic to kind of address some questions that I get live in the field from our clientele. So, Wayne, we're going to go ahead and start. Uh, You know, one of the first things is that uh, here we are in October uh, 2017, and we really have not seen any pullback at all in the market. I've got a lot of clients out there with some dry powder. You know, they're asking me, hey, I'm in dry powder. I'm waiting for the pullback. I want to buy stocks on the cheap. They're a little pricey right now. And, uh, you know, we just have profitable quarter after profitable quarter. Uh, You know, do you ever see a pullback happening this year? I know we had four last year in 2016, even though we finished up over about 11.8%. But this year, it just seems to keep ripping. Yeah, we haven't had one. Uh, we usually do. We usually have two or three, what I'll call corrections. It would be in the five to ten percent range. But nine months through the year, we're at zero. So, are we going to have one this year? Was the question. I I don't know the answer to that. But uh, odds are in the favor that at some point, if it's not the fourth quarter, likely the first quarter, you know, we're due and overdue for a small correction in the market. But I wouldn't get worried about that. I guess be in the right mindset. If we do get the correction, it's probably a better opportunity to add okay. versus run for the hills like it's not a 2008 right, event. Right. Yeah, I think that's great advice because people think that, but you know, we look at fundamentals and fundamentals seem to be really, really good. 
Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, earnings. I guess if we boil it down to one thing, it's corporate earnings. Uh, corporate earnings have been great this year. They continue to grow double-digit rates. It's probably going to continue into 2018. You know, we get some political headlines or geopolitical risk out there, but it doesn't seem to derail this market, and it shouldn't, you no. know, over longer term. So it's it's fundamentally-based rally that is likely to continue into 2018. So, so don't mix your investing and your politics. Great advice. You know, we all have opinions on the politics, probably too yeah. many, yeah. and we'll leave those for another show. But, uh, you know, I think investing is investing. Politics is politics. Don't mix them up. Sure. And I think for our, for our listeners out there, it's time in the market, not timing the market. Uh, I started as an intern at Merrill Lynch uh, in 1993 while still in college. This is down in Roanoke, Virginia. And uh, the Dow was at 3,700. And uh, I remember working for a senior broker at the time, and I remember he was, uh, you know, getting phone calls, and people were saying, "Hey, are we? Gonna, when's this major crash going to happen? When's this major sell-off going to happen?" And I remember this years and years ago, 1993. I mean, Tony, you were what? I was 12. <laughs> <laughs> I was testing your math skills yeah. just now, Tony. Oh, I was told there would be no math, but uh, no, I was much older than that. Uh, we're not going to say how old I was in 93. But we, we think about where the Dow is now, right? I mean, 22.6, 22.6, I don't know where we are today. Yeah, right about there, you know, and you it's, know. it's amazing because you watch the media and the TV shows and you hear people at 20,000, you know, maybe you should take a little bit off the table. I don't know what those people are saying today. If we're up another yeah. 10 plus percent since then, it's, you know, stocks and wealth accumulation is really a long-term business mm -hmm. and you got to be in it for the long term. You have to have confidence and you can't let yourself get shaken out of the market just by events that come across sure. the table or those little pullbacks that we talk about, five, 10% don't lose yeah. sleep over. Yeah, they're actually buying opportunities, really, right? If you're going to be in for the long term, that's a chance to buy on the cheap or buy cheaper. Um, so we do see some some outflows going into the European markets and into emerging markets. Tell us just a little bit what you think about what's going on there. You know, uh, emerging markets and in our call it international developed stocks have underperformed. You know, the S&P 500, the U.S. stock market has been top dog for many years. You know, 2013, 14, and 15, it was the best game in town. Uh, valuations got stretched a little bit. But when you looked around at the rest of the world, you say, boy, there's some opportunities here. Those economies are starting to come around. The P.E. ratios looked a little bit more attractive and international, and we're starting to see that come true now with emerging markets really leading the pack here in 2017. Wow, that's great. Um, so let's talk a little bit uh, about the Federal Reserve. You know, I think you said that the Fed is looking to possibly shrink their balance sheet. You know, what is the Fed's overall game plan right now? And maybe talk a little bit about where you see inflation going and then maybe how both of those uh, correlate with the bond market. Because I know that, you know, Wayne, you're a bond expert and I want to kind of get your take on that. You know, if you look back to 2008, we had the financial crisis. It was a difficult time for the markets. The Fed really stepped in. They lowered interest rates from, you know, 5% basically to zero short-term interest rates in a very short period of time. They tried to provide liquidity to the financial system, to the banks. When going to zero interest rates wasn't enough, they had, if you remember, the quantitative easing one, two, three, and four. And what they did was they went to the banks and said, hey, we'll buy your bonds. We'll buy your bonds. We'll give you cash. 
Well, the Fed did that to the tune of about four and a half trillion dollars, and they expanded their their balance sheet. If it's like you will, Tony, it's like Tony's checking account. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah, it looks just like that, <laughs> exactly like that, minus uh, twenty zeros, maybe. <laughs> So, you know, where we're at today is the Fed is trying to unwind all of that monetary easing that they did for that long period of time. And in the fourth quarter here, they're going to start that process. You know, they're going to start they're actually selling bonds back to banks and, and retiring some of the bonds on their balance sheet. But it's going to take years to unwind this. This isn't going to be an overnight thing. It's not going to get done in the fourth quarter. It took us seven, eight years to get here. It's probably going to take us six, seven years to, to get out get, yeah. to get out again. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so like if, if a person is holding a lot of bonds right now, would you tell them to stay in those positions? Are there maybe better alternatives out there? You know, I, I know that if we get an, an equity or stock market pullback, you know, that will obviously dampen volatility. But are there ever other avenues that you see that might be a better play right now versus, you know, versus going into a bond portfolio? You know, it, it depends what your goals are, um, you know, what you're trying to accomplish, how much risk you're willing to take. I think bonds still serve a purpose even at low interest rates. So as we sit here today, we're not getting a lot of income off of bonds because that's just the world we live in. Uh, but they do serve a purpose. It's you know maybe you can't afford to have an all stock portfolio. Sure. Even though you look back and say I wish I did, but <laughs> right. you have to, you have to have some balance. So bonds yeah. become that balance. So you just have to own bonds. Realize that your expectations going forward with a 2.3% 10 year, you're not going to get rich owning bonds, but you're no. not going to get poorer either. Sure, sure. And I think for some listeners out there, if they've had a great run up in their portfolio, you know, taking some of those earnings off the table and putting it in bonds, that definitely will put them in a more conservative position, correct? Yeah. And if you're, a, let's say you're a 60 40, you know, 60 stock, 40 bond, which is maybe a typical allocation. And now because of stock market appreciation, you're 70 30, your stocks are 70, your bonds are 30 probably a good time to rebalance yourself, get back to the 60-40. You know, just again, make moves at the margin. Don't try to be a hero. Don't be all in, all out, but just make small moves. That's great advice. Now, we're coming up on the end of the segment. We have to take a quick break here. But before we do, John, why don't you let our listeners know about uh, how they can get a hold of you and uh, what you're offering them Yeah, today. absolutely. Yeah, so for everyone out there listening today, if you're not sure – uh, about your portfolio, how you're weighted, you know what your asset allocation looks like right now. Uh, maybe you're overweighted in equities or underweighted in bonds or whatever it might be. I think that there's so much uh, stock in getting a second opinion. Uh, at A4 Wealth Advisors, we give you a complimentary consultation. We talk about social security maximization and making sure that you're in the right investments. So give us a call toll free. Uh, the number is 855-260-7361. Again, that's 855-260-7361. All right. Thanks, John. And thanks, Wayne. Uh, John, we're going to be right back. Listeners, stay tuned for more of our host, John Balserac, here on Creating Lifestyles, Building Legacies. With your Financially Tuned Lifestyle Minute, this is Crystal. You have perhaps already dedicated countless years, days, and hours to planning your retirement income. But how much time have you dedicated to planning your retirement lifestyle? Like many Americans, you probably have grand ideas for your retirement lifestyle, but no plans as to how you will afford it. Retirement dreams don't come cheap, but finding resourceful ways to make your retirement lifestyle more affordable is possible. For example, if you love to golf but can't afford a yearly membership, some courses offer volunteer opportunities as a course starter. 
Also, retirees want to travel. Ways to save on travel expenses include choosing off-peak times to travel or visiting countries that have a lower currency exchange rate. It is helpful to have a plan for how you want to live your retirement in order to achieve the retirement you have worked for. This has been your Financially Tuned Lifestyle Minute with Crystal. Do you ever wish you had an owner's manual to help you address and plan for retirement? Well, now you do. Hi, my name is John Balzerak, author of Creating Lifestyles, Building Legacies, a roadmap for financial independence. If you're like most of my clients, having access to a retirement roadmap could help ease financial concerns and better prepare you for retirement. Creating Lifestyles, Building Legacies will help give you the foundation you need for a successful retirement. Simply call 888-949-7475 or visit us at www.a4wealth.com to receive a complimentary copy today. And welcome back to Creating Lifestyles, Building Legacies with our host, John Balserac of A4 Wealth Advisors. And John, we have an amazing guest on the show today, and you guys have been giving us a lot of great insight into what's going on with the market. Absolutely. Yeah, so some other questions here that we got from uh, from our listeners and uh, from current clients. You know, going back to the whole uh, political realm, and, you know, we've seen so much happen in politics. We've seen a country divided. Uh, you know, we've heard about this Russian uh, affecting our elections. Uh, we we see that North Korea seems to be like completely out of control, yeah. like just begging for a war. Yep. Um, and then, of course, we have this horrible shooting in Vegas, yeah. and you know, and our Terrible. thoughts and prayers go out to all those families yeah. that are out there. But as all these things happen, it almost is like you know the markets almost don't react at all. At least, like not like they used to. It seems like they used to even react a little bit more. Now they really don't. Yeah, the markets have just been steady, right? Yeah, and I, I think some of the reactions that we've had, you know, when you look back on 2017 and into 16 with the Brexit vote, you know, we had a day and a half correction when Britain was going to exit the European Union. You and know, then it we, went back the other way really strong. Snap back, and you look at even the night of the election a year ago, you know, when it became clear that Trump was going to get elected president and all of a sudden the markets were in disarray for about two hours, you know, and by the time we opened up here in the United States, the market was up and it's been up since. So I think the market is focused on the fundamentals. We talked a little bit about that, you know, the politics and the geopolitical risks and all those things, they're there. I think they're very hard to handicap. You know, if a World War III started over Korea, Yes, that's going to have an effect on the market, but the market is discounting that, saying, no, we're going to stay focused on corporate earnings and revenue growth and all those things that matter, and that's what's leading the stock market higher. Yeah, and it seems like uh, with the you know, even domestic equities, you know, the United States is still one of the best games in town. I mean, where, where else are you going to invest your money, right? Yeah, you know, it's hard. At low interest rates, we talk about them. I'm a baby boomer. You know, I'm thinking about right. fixed income and, sure, and getting, sure. some, yeah, you know, getting some income in, and it's hard to do with rates so low, so what do you go? It yep. kind of forces you out on the risk spectrum, so you do some things like our absolute yield portfolio that generates a little bit more yield, but you're taking a little bit more stock market risk. So yep. there's an offset to that. If you want to get more yield, more return, you have to take more risk. Stocks actually are one of the better games in town. You can buy a nice you know, dividend-paying stock, some 3 4%, which looks pretty attractive to basically a 2% treasury note, and you get the ability to have those dividends increase over sure. time and also the the possibility of price appreciation over time. Yeah. 
And we've seen a, a, a big play to, you know, high quality dividend paying stocks, which, which really brings me into some of the, the GR gradient portfolios. I know that the G50E, the all equity portfolio, which is 50 high quality, high dividend paying stocks, uh, did really well last year in 2016. I think it made over 20% and the market was up maybe 11.8, somewhere in that range. And this year it's been a little bit lagging, um, but I think that that's because, you know, as, as things uh, go in vogue, they kind of have a pendulum effect and, and they'll probably come back in vogue at a later point in time. But if you look at that, you know, versus investing in bonds, uh, you know, where do you see the G50 playing out this year and maybe going into to next year, 2018? And if we take a step back, you look at, you know, the S&P 500, for example, there's probably half of the S&P 500 are what I would call growth companies. You know, your Facebooks and your Amazons mm-hmm. and these companies that are just growing tremendously. Right. You know, and then you have what I'd call value companies. Those are your higher dividend paying uh, stocks, maybe like a Coca-Cola or right. IBM and those type of names. So the world is split between growth and value. Uh, yep. 2016 was the year where value excelled, you know, and that's where the G50 resides. It had a great year, mm-hmm. you know, up 20%. Now this year it's growth is excelling. So the growth companies are doing well. Way- technology too, right? Like the, oh yeah. Like the FANG stocks, right? Yep. Yeah, and they, they wouldn't be in our G50 portfolio because they're not big dividend payers, but right. you know, they're growing like crazy. So, yeah. so that's good. So you're talking about, Wayne, I just want to jump in here. Uh, so you're talking about there's growth company stocks versus the blue chip type stocks, the dividend payers, yeah, right? The, yeah, the blue chip value companies. Right. They're having a little bit of an off year, but in general, the market's doing well, but it's- Because those FANG stocks are really lifting the market up, right? I mean, if you look at the Amazons and the Netflix and the oh, Googles- yeah. yeah. Um, Apple. Apple. You know, in that group. Yeah, so it just seems, uh, you know- but the, the P.E. ratio seems quite high for those companies right now. And, you know, do you think that those companies right now are a good buy? Do you think that, you know, they're more likely to sell off? I know I know that you don't, no one has a crystal ball. You know, I know you've yep. been doing this, Wayne, for over 30 years. But, uh, you know, we've seen those stocks just, you know, really, really go up a lot. And the P.E.s are high right now. Yeah, and valuations are high, um, you know, and that's part of that. I think that allows valuations to be higher is the low interest rate environment. But... Uh, it's not at a level where you say, oh, this bull market's going to end today or tomorrow. Right. I think the market can support at these valuations, but making the statement that I think a lot of stocks, and especially those growth stocks, are fully valued is a fair, fair statement. estimate. That's right. Yeah. So if you were a new investor getting in today, you know, you'd definitely be cautious of the, of the FANG type stocks. Yeah, I think, you know, they may run for a little bit longer, but, you know, I would look for. <laughs> Stocks that, you know, maybe have underperformed, more value, offer more good value, value yep. and, you know, just where we are this year with value underperforming by as much as it has, that there's probably some good opportunity in those value names. And, you know, as we move clients at the margin from one portfolio to another, you know, we would say our G50, which is those value dividend paying stocks, is probably a good buy right now okay. to be in versus our G33, which are the growth names. Not that I wouldn't buy it, but I'd probably do a little bit more G50 than I would G33. Okay. And for listeners out there that don't know the G33, that is that is the growth portfolio yeah. uh, versus the G50, which is the high quality, high dividend payers. And is there any other place that you see value in today's equity markets? 
Boy, you know, I, I think international has started the run, uh, but I think emerging markets and international develop has further to go okay. than the U.S. The U.S. got a three-year head start. Maybe part of that was the Fed and the quantitative easing and all the support that our central bank gave to our economy, you know, paid dividends. But now I think Europe and some of the emerging markets are turning the corner. So I'd say while they've made a good run this year, that that run is likely to continue. Okay, that's great. Yeah, I think that's great. Now, we do have to take another quick break here, if I can jump in. Um, but, John, before we take this break, I sure. know you have a great offer for our listeners out there. Yeah, I think that for anybody listening out there that's just not sure, you haven't had a second opinion lately, and you really want to look at your portfolio and evaluate everything, uh, give us a call toll-free at 855-260-7361. Again, 855 260 7361. We always have operators standing by. If you come into our office, we're going to treat you like family. We have a very thorough second opinion analysis, and we put about three to five hours of our time and research into your second opinion, and it's invaluable. And, you know, we tell listeners, you just don't know what you don't know until you get a second opinion. So with that, uh, give us a call, 855-260-7361. All right. And they can also check out your, you have so many resources on the website, we John. What's we sh- the website? Yeah. Our website is www.letteranumeric4wealth.com. That's a4wealth.com. We have a whole learning library on there. And like I said, we have all these different kind of reports, uh, not just, you know, Morningstar and asset allocation, but we can do social security maximization. We can do Roth conversion. We just have a plethora of information. So, you know, for most listeners out there, uh, you know, we can definitely take care of you and help you solve your financial problems. All right. Well, thanks, guys. And listeners, stay tuned. We're going to be right back with more of John Balserac and creating lifestyles, building legacies right after this. Legacy. Even the word leaves a lasting impression. Legacy planning is an important piece of your financial puzzle and an important part of what you will leave behind for future generations. That is why we give our clients the From the Heart Journal and your guide to IRA and legacy planning. From the Heart Journal was created for the benefit of your family and loved ones. It will let you document and explore future financial wishes. The guide to IRA and legacy planning will help protect your retirement assets from mistakes. Both of these helpful resources are available in the Retirement Toolkit. This toolkit will give the information you need to help secure your retirement. To request your copy, all you need to do is visit our website at a4wealth.com or call us at A4Wealth Advisors. That number is 888-949-7475. Get your copy today. And welcome back to Creating Lifestyles, Building Legacies with our host, John Balserac of A4 Wealth Advisors. Yeah, thank you, Tony. Yeah, I think in this final segment, and we don't have a whole lot of time left, just uh, kind of talk to our listeners about the different portfolios uh, that you have available uh, at Graded Investments and really how that is going to be built around a client's time frame and investment objectives and their risk profile. And I know that. Whenever we sit down with a, uh, a new client, Wayne, we do what's called a color of money risk analysis report. And really just asking them 10 to 11 basic questions, we get to know a whole lot about who you are as an investor. Uh, you know, one of the things, you know, being a, a certified financial planner for, for many, many years, I see a lot of our uh, prospective clients that come in and how they say they are, they're not invested that way. Mm-hmm. 
you know, they say, John, I don't want to take a lot of risk and they're in micro cap stocks. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, I'm so I, I, I asked myself, how did this happen? So if you just take a little bit of time and kind of elaborate, Wayne, on the different portfolios and how you build them out at Gradient, I think that would be really valuable for our listeners. No, I think we see a lot of prospects come in and, and a lot of people just have a collection of things and how you got that collection. There could be a lot of stories, but what we try to do is take those collection of things that you have investments and turn them into some strategies. You know, and if I look at the strategies um, and what you're trying to accomplish is, you know, principal preservation, the most important thing is income important is growth important, or maybe it's a combination of those things. And what we've done at Gradient is really put together a lineup of portfolios that are designed to meet those specific strategies. So if we can take people from a collection of things into some well-defined strategies, it's just easier to manage. You have targets in mind. So you may have a, a portion of your funds that you're saying, boy, principal preservation is very important. So what portfolios fit that? Or you know what? I have an income need. How am I going to maximize my income mm-hmm. in this low interest rate sure. environment? Or hey, I got some legacy money that I want that to grow. Well, what are the growth opportunities? So as we come together, talk, find out what the risk tolerance is, find out what the needs are, we can bring that together. Yeah, that's great. So I know we touched a little bit about the G50. You know, that's the high quality, high dividend paying stocks. We touched on the G33. That's your that's your 33 growth allocation. Mm-hmm. And you got those in large cap, mid cap, and small cap, yeah, exactly. right? Exactly, about 11 of each 11 is each. what we have there. Oh, wow. And then I've also seen uh, the GTR portfolio, which I know that thing has just really taken off. Yeah, and and GTR stands for guitar, yeah, right? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but uh, Gradient Tactical Rotation oh, okay. was really our, okay. our first uh, tactical portfolio, which is kind of interesting. It's a more of a focused play, but it's really based on momentum. Where is the best momentum in the market? You know, we look at the world to say we could invest in the U.S. market, we could invest in international developed, we could invest in emerging markets, and then within that, do we want to own a bucket of offensive companies, market neutral companies, or what I'll call defensive companies, lower volatility type things. So that gives us nine choices. We also have the choice to go to cash, uh, but that's had a couple of great years here. We've been running that for, we're on our third year. Uh, right now, that was up 22% yeah. last year, mostly invested. We've got in a the, lot of happy clients, but yeah, keep, well, that's, keep doing that, that's okay? Good. That's awesome. You know, when it was the S&P high vol, or the offensive stocks right before the election, and it was like, well, what what are we doing there? <laughs> right. Well, when the numbers came in, that was there. This year, I think in May, we switched to the emerging market, um, high volatility or offensive, you know, the momentum stocks there. Sure. And it was kind of a little bit sleepy the first uh, part of the year, but all of a sudden, a 9% month. Seven percent month, six percent month. We've yeah. had great returns. You there. said month, not years. Yeah, months. So those are phenomenal months. Yes, those yes. are great. So we got that up to about you know close to twenty percent year to date. So that's been a popular portfolio. Wouldn't put all my money there, but certainly a slice of a portfolio. It's a good place to be. Yeah, it's excellent. Yeah. Well, you know what, guys, we're almost out of time. It just flew by, okay. and this is uh, there's a lot. I'm sure we could uh, talk for a while longer uh, with Wayne, great guest, uh, just a lot of great information. And John, you guys help so many people uh, with their investments and making sure that, uh, especially as they prepare for retirement and retirement income, that they're going to have that 
uh, that nest egg there and when they need it. So, John, is there anything you want to add before yeah. we go today? I just want to thank uh, Wayne and his team here at Great Investments. They've been a phenomenal partner for nine years. And, you know, after being in the business now for 23 years, it's strategic partners like Wayne and his crew uh, that really make it happen day to day. Yeah. Uh, you know, where we're meeting clients and helping them, you know, build strategies. You know, Wayne and his team is doing all the heavy lifting. And it's just a great partnership, and we appreciate him. And if uh, anyone out there listening wants to get some due diligence done on their portfolio, uh, give us a call toll-free at 855-260-7361. We, you know, we can digest your performance versus your risk versus the fees you're paying. We can do an apples-to-apples -apples comparison when we do a portfolio pilot and really see if we can you know, add a value to your personal portfolio. Awesome. Well, John, thank you for those kind words. And uh, John's a professional, great to work with. And you know, give John a call. He can steer you in the right direction. Thanks, Wayne. And All thanks right. to you, Tony. All right. Well, that does it for today's episode of Creating Lifestyles, Building Legacies with our host, John Balserat. Thank you for listening to Creating Lifestyles and Building Legacies. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact John Balserac of A4 Wealth Advisors. Call 888-949-7475 or visit their website at a4wealth.com. That's the letter A, the number four, wealth.com. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. John Balserzak and A4 Wealth Advisors are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency.